I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, the author of 16 books, uh, the subject of a documentary, the subject of a long radio series, and now, of course, uh, the host of her own radio and podcast show. Uh, Frank McKay here, much more importantly. Dr. Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Well, how is uh, how is Greg Abbott doing? Is probably a, a more apropos question because he's uh, the the only poll that matters is coming up uh, very shortly, a couple of weeks from now. We'll we'll know whether he's going to uh, be anointed or elected. Uh, you know, your your governor for another four years. Uh, how's it looking for Greg Abbott? I think it looks pretty good, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, there are more uh, Republicans in Texas than there are Democrats, so uh, I believe. Now, I may be wrong. We have Democrats moving in all the time. Uh, so so anyway, uh, I think uh, despite the fact that he has become a Trumper, uh, which he never was before, really, I, mean, I, th- I think, well, I'm going to tell his story. Um, and so I won't uh, give the punchline in the beginning of this. Um, uh, on Sunday, there was a, a headline uh, that struck me. It was the top headline, and it was, Abbott has moved further right, <laughs> which everybody knows. Uh, and the, uh, the the whole article, which was an, an enormous article uh, covering two full pages of the Express News, uh, was by Jeremy Wallace, who's an Austin Bureau journalist. Uh, and I thought, well, uh, I gave uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, his due last week, uh, ignoring, well, to the de- to the detriment, really, of uh, Abbott in, in my presentation. But uh, this time I will uh, do uh, Abbott being on an equal time. There, here. Uh, yeah, even-handed. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say, Frank? I said uh, equal time, kind of an equal time. Yeah, equal time, indeed. Uh, okay, so this article um, struck me that it would help uh, help me build a picture of our present governor, uh, and uh, uh, it, it, it's time, I think, as you say, to give the incumbent his day. Um, he was born here in Texas in Wichita Falls, and the family moved to Longview and then to Duncanville, and I don't really know where either of those towns are in this huge state where he attended high school in Duncanville. And his parents uh, were Barry Goldwater enthusiasts and voters. And as uh, p- people may remember, Goldwater lost heavily to Lyndon Johnson in the 1964 presidential election. And Johnson won in a landslide. But uh, young Abbott uh, showed interest in the legal system already in high school. Uh, he was a senior when he played the part of a lawyer um, in a uh, mock trial. And he says in his memoir, which is called Broken But Unbowed, and of course that is a reference to the fact that he is paralyzed from the waist down and in a wheelchair. And by the way, uh, we talked a little bit about him being in a wheelchair and whether that was a political detriment or not last time. Remember that, Frank? Yep. 
And uh, at the time, it occurred to me, but I didn't say anything about it, uh, that Roosevelt uh, was in a wheelchair because uh, he was stricken by polio as an adult. Um, and I was in, in the course of telling this story about Abbott, I'll tell what happened to him. Uh, but in any case, no, it was not a detriment. Uh, he got the sympathy vote for it instead. Um, so, uh, so in Broken but Unbowed, he, t- he talks about that. Uh, and uh, uh, he, uh, he credits uh, that role uh, as having stimulated the, the, that is, I'm sorry, we're going back to his playing a part in the, yes. in the mock trial. Uh, playing the part of a lawyer, he credits that role as having stimulated his interest in the law. And uh, when he attended the University of Texas, he took courses in the law, but the degree was in uh, finance. But uh, and, and in the meantime, he married Cecilia, who was a fellow student there at the University of Texas. Uh, and then he, uh, he the two of them, uh, went to... Uh, Tennessee, where he entered law school. Uh, apparently, Vanderbilt has has a very highly uh, reputed law school. He returned to Texas with his degree and went to work for a Houston law firm called Butler and Binion. And he and his wife established their home and occupations, uh, and they they thought they had a, an ideal situation for a young couple just starting out. But only a few weeks later, and here we come with the, the story of how he got injured. He was out jogging in River Oak at, at River Oaks. I think there's a trail there along one of the bayous. Uh, a huge oak tree fell on him and crushed his lower spine and rendered him paralyzed from the waist down. And this terrible injury and his uh, lengthy recovery became a part of his political story because it showed his courage and resilience and his persistence in the face of devastating, really a devastating personal loss that would have ruined most people, but it did not ruin Greg Abbott. He entered politics and ran uncontested for district judge of Harris County, and that's where Houston is. Um, and his uh, his campaign rhetoric at the time was middle of the road, uh, and he was appealing to uh, Republican moderates and independents. And the GOP won 19 of 25 district judges judge races that year. And that was when President George W. Bush, H.W., I'm sorry, George H.W. Bush was running uh, for re-election. And a few years later, uh, under George W. Bush, he was appointed to the state Supreme Court. And so these posts, of course, launched him on a 27-year-long successful run in state politics. In 2002... He ran for attorney general and won, and he promised a strict enforcement of the law. And he opposed the liberal mayor of Austin, who was uh, Kirk Watson, uh, successfully, and made clear that he was against abortion. He already made that clear. 
and he beefed up the agency's law enforcement division and went after fugitive sex offenders and fought online crime, and all of this was making him popular generally in Texas. He also fought, uh, and I remember that battle uh, in 2002, uh, he went. Uh, he uh, successful, successfully fought to keep the Ten Commandments displayed as a sort of statue uh, on the grounds of the state capitol, and he backed measures barring same-sex marriage, uh, which shows his uh, his right rightward leaning. Uh, he had early on, I think. Uh, he claims that he was always that way, and I, I believe him, actually. Uh, and he defended the state's uh, stringent voter ID laws, uh, which are the most, uh, the toughest in the country. Uh, it's the harder to get uh, permission to vote in Texas than anywhere else. However, uh, in his first run for governor in 2014 against Wendy Davis, the Democrat, uh, who uh, filibustered for 24 hours, I believe, without stop, without uh, uh, without uh, a pause even. A courageous, incredible woman, but he defeated her. Uh, so in that campaign, he touted his work uh, to improve the child support collection system and his collaboration with Democrats on criminal justice reforms uh, and his campaign convinced the independents and the moderates once again, and exit polls showed that he had won 62% of the independents in Texas. Then this past year, in the 2021 legislative session, however, when Abbott and Texas lawmakers served up a red meat bonanza as, as uh, uh, Mr. Uh, as Jeremy Wallace says, uh, red meat bonanza for Republicans. Uh, his sharp right turn kept him and the legislature in good standing with Trump and helped fend off two well-funded challengers from the right in the, uh, in the prelims. Uh, so he is now seeking an unprecedented third term as governor. And he is presiding over the most conservative stretch in Texas political history. He has become a conservative culture warrior now. And he says, I'm governing from my principles. And I just said a while ago that I thought uh, that he probably really felt the way he does, uh, the way he's expressing himself now, right from the beginning. Uh, he told Beto O'Rourke uh, that he was governing from his principles, um, and um, uh, in the last year, uh, for in, in the last year, uh, he has uh, demonstrated his right-wing uh, leanings by uh, uh, signing a complete ban on abortions, including in cases of rape and uh, and incest. Of course, he's ordered. Child Protective Services to investigate parents of transgender children for possible child abuse. He signed that into law. He has twice called a special session to mandate how teachers in Texas can can talk about racism and slavery in the classroom. 
as explicitly banning critical race theory and explicit sex education. And uh, the Texas schools have never taught either one, actually. The sex education is quite circumspect. It's not explicit. And critical race theory has, has never been on the horizon in Texas schools. We do remember, however, that in his first run for governor in 2014, he promised to free teachers from Austin mandates. And he talked about, so in other words, uh, Austin was forcing teachers to give standardized tests. Uh, actually, that, that order was coming from George uh, W. Bush. Everybody in the country was forced to take standardized tests, and there was a protest movement against those tests because uh, they forced the teachers to teach to the test rather than teaching uh, the subject matter the way it should be taught. Uh, so anyway, he, he protested against uh, Austin's version of this, and he talked about women. Now, get this. Make, uh, women having months to make a decision about abortion, but he, he claims he's uh, not the one who changed his opinion on abortion. Uh, it's uh, the left that has changed. And he believes that liberals have intruded into all the areas of public life, and therefore the Republicans have had to respond. So uh, the, the place where liberals have done their worst, according to him, is public schools. But experts say that he needed, he needed to be far right uh, and to manifest himself as far right to fend off his challengers from either father right in the primaries, as I already said. And now he has placed himself with Trumpist extremists, and, and he's now in the process of losing, losing the favor of the moderates and independents that he had once uh, courted. The public polls show Abbott is in a strong position to win re-election, but they predict it to be the closest re-election of his 30-year career in politics. So he must live with his own decisions on abortion. Uh, he signed laws that allow people to sue anyone who even helps someone get an abortion after the heartbeat is detected. And once this uh, Supreme Court had passed Dobbs, Dobbs overturning Roe v. Wade, Abbott signed the uh, trigger law that simply bans all abortions, period. And we remember that in his cam campaign in the debate in the debate in 2014, he said, quote, Texans, Texas is ensuring we protect more lives hmm, and do a better job of protecting the health care women by providing that women still have five months to make a very difficult decision, unquote. Mm. In other words, that's what uh, uh, Roe v. Wade said. He was quoting it. So later he simply claimed that he had said that um, because he was reciting the law. And he hasn't changed his actual views. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So on education, in, in 2014, he thought teachers were being micromanaged by the state, and he said, and I quote again, I want to put trust where it belongs, and that is with our teachers. 
and get all these one-size-fits-all mandates from Austin off their backs. Unquote. But last year, Abbott led the charge to restrict how teachers talk about race. And on guns, Abbott spent most of his time before 2021 avoiding taking any clear position, which is what he has done with uh, Uvalde, by the way, because after having given the false report that he was given on the day after the massacre in Uvalde, um, he has said had virtually nothing to say about uh, gun control, about the massacre, about anything. Um, and in 2021, I'm sorry, Frank? He was, uh, he was mum on, uh, on, on it, uh, Ivaldi and uh, Uvaldi and, and all of that. I mean, he's just, he's been very quiet on all of this. Yes, he has been. Uh, and, uh, of course, Beto O'Rourke has been taking advantage of that uh, because he has lots to say about Uvaldi and about uh, the availability of guns to, uh, to children, really. Uh, 18-year-old kids who, uh, uh, teenage boys, uh, who seem to be having more trouble, boys do, uh, than 18-year-old girls. Uh, Girls seem to uh, mature more rapidly, and uh, boys are still, I think, um, struggling with the idea of masculinity and what that means and whether uh, that entails uh, being willing to kill people and and so they do. Uh, but anyway, in um, uh, most of his time, um, but in 2021, he went on a conservative talk station uh, to announce this, his support of constitutional open carry of guns uh, and would sign the legislation if it made it to his desk, which it certainly did, and he did sign it. And now... Uh, all of Texans, whether they're young or old or uh, or even know how to hold a gun, uh, certainly uh, have no training. Anybody, uh, I could, for instance, be a gun openly in public, um, and, uh, and it's now the law of Texas. And the various shootings that we've had in Texas uh, illustrates, I think, the fact that maybe... Uh, distributing guns among the uh, the entire populace might not be a great idea. There's a democratic strategist whose name I can hardly pronounce called Odus Evbagbaru. <laughs> Do you know how to pronounce that name? No, I've, I've I never heard it or seen it. Yeah, I've heard it a few times, but I haven't taken note of how uh, the commentators actually pronounce it. Evbagbaru. Uh, he says, <laughs> uh, Wallace takes him as an authority and quotes him. Anyway, he says, Otis says, that Abbott's past appeal to independents and moderates was based on showing a different size, side of himself in general election campaigns, but not in uh, uh, after he was elected, then he could go ahead with a relatively right, right-wing program. And he has always he's always been that way, uh, that uh, that extreme. But Donald Trump says uh, Otis, uh, Donald Trump has clearly revealed more of who Greg Abbott is. And I, that was a quote, part partly edited by me. 
Um, Beto O'Rourke, he thinks, this is Odu again, Odus, uh, uh, Odus again, believes that Be uh, Beto O'Rourke has a shot at ending Abbott's long run in Texas because he went too far in appeasing the hard-right GOP voters at the cost of the middle-of-the-road Texans. But Abbott, on the contrary, is confident that he can win if only he can get his faithful voters to the polls. And, of course, I think that is true, um, because there is, especially in rural Texas, uh, rural Texas is uni universally for Trump for one and for Abbott for another. And uh, if they go to the polls, uh, I think Beto uh, will lose. Uh, the city people, on the other hand, people with college education, um, generally speaking, uh, lean independent or, or Democrat. And uh, if they all go to the polls, especially the women who are furious about the abortion, the incredible abortion restrictions here in Texas, um, that and the gun, uh, the gun problems, um, if enough people are excited about these things, um, and also this, uh, this preoccupation with transgender children, uh, persecuting them and their parents, so they are moving away from Texas now. Uh, there is a general exodus because uh, they are afraid of being jailed, imprisoned uh, on charges of child abuse. Uh, so um, th there are lots of reasons for people to get out and vote, uh, vote for Beto and against Abbott. But we shall see. It's just a matter of... Uh, what people hear, whether they get their news from one source or whether they get their news from several. And most Texans get their news from only one or possibly two, and they are Fox News and Newsmax. Right. So uh, our situation here is pre pretty dicey. Yeah. I, no, I would say that um, your uh, uh, your your um Support of of Beto is uh, is supporting somebody who's got an uphill climb, but not uh, not to forget that this is a different time period. And uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things. Were you finished? Because I, I was going to comment. Yes. On a couple. Yes. Of, well, first of all, Beto when he ran against Ten Cruz, uh, I'm trying to think of what the. Um, you know uh, what the, what the atmosphere was uh that was uh obama was out and trump was in uh correct right right so uh so there was an anti trump uh feeling out there not that there's not now um you know that would that would be a motivator but uh trump isn't in office uh does that leave some democrats home um the roe v wade uh, situation, I'm sh surely is going to wake up uh, a a sleeping giant. We don't know how much of that giant is going to be awoken, but I imagine in Texas that you're going to have a a, a good deal of of women on all sides coming out to to make a protest vote. I imagine yes. that's going to be there, and that hadn't been there the last time Beto ran uh, well in, in a statewide race against Ted Cruz. It wasn't there. Um, right. Ted Cruz. Is he more appealing to people than uh, than Greg Abbott? I, I mean, I think 
that even in the conservative end down there, and again, this is I'm not making a, a, a blanket statement at all, but the name Cruz, because it's Hispanic, even though he's, um, you know, right wing, uh, complete right wing Ted Cruz, uh, maybe there's prejudice in uh, in the uh, in in the right wing that goes beyond. Um, uh, you know, positions, and maybe there are people that are saying, I'm not supporting a, you know, a uh, Hispanic or something like that. I mean, could there, could there be 1% of the, of the right wing that thinks that or, or more than that? And is Greg Abbott a better name to, to bigots than Ted Cruz is? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's no question. Yeah, maybe. Certainly in Texas. Um, right. So, again, I, and I'm not, I'm not painting everybody with the same brush. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, whatever, but they're all bigots. I mean, let's face it. And certainly in the right wing, in, in a state like Texas, you're going to have, you're going to have some bigotry. So uh, advantage to, uh, to um, Greg Abbott at that point. Um, the, uh, the other thing is, uh, is you just don't know. We don't know until, uh, in, until that day comes how upset people are on all of these issues. Uh, the fact that he was mum on the uh, the issue of uh, Uvalde, um, it you know it's not gonna he's not gonna lose support among uh, gun uh, supporters because the gun supporters are gonna say, well, what's he gonna say? Anything that he's <laughs> going to say is gonna be misconstrued, and they're gonna just talk down guns. So they'll see that as support his his uh, silence uh, as being support for for guns. Right, you know, uh, support for the Second Amendment, and and uh, right. and they're going right. to give him a a, a very long rope uh, and and tremendous forgiveness. Um, another another comment you mentioned about FDR. I thought of that um, when you first told me about uh, Greg Abbott, uh, and uh, and and when you first mentioned the uh, the wheelchair. Um, the thing with the, the thing with uh, FDR is he never wanted to be seen in the wheelchair. Right? That's he, right. Yeah, he thought it was a yeah. sign of weakness. Well, that people yeah. would see it as a sign of weakness, which of course it wasn't. But um, right. you know, and and he was he was a, a creature of the radio, the only medium that uh, that we had back then. Um, Greg Abbott, it's it's different. It's it's a very televised world, a very photogenic uh, world that we live in that FDR didn't have to uh, deal with. True. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And uh, uh, FDR also used uh, leg braces and, and crutches. He would rather be upright, and uh, whether uh, whether crutches were a detriment. <laughs> and, of course, if he thought wheelchairs were, then crutches too. But at least he was standing up, and uh, that apparently meant a lot to him. So when he appeared in pictures, uh, photographs, uh, he very frequently uh, was standing, unless everybody around him, uh, Stalin and uh, and Winston Churchill, were all seated. Uh, then he could also be seated, uh, and uh, nobody would take uh, any uh, any conclusion or draw any conclusions that were negative about that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a problem for uh, for Roosevelt. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, I think I, I just want to uh, make clear that. You know, I think it's foolish to look at uh, a man who's in a wheelchair and or a woman in a wheelchair and think that they're any lesser of a, for a, a leader. So I don't I right. don't want to be misconstrued as me saying that. I'm saying that they're um, 
that I, I there may be uh, a prejudice. There's you know there's different prejudices and biases um, uh, around, and and some of it might be against uh, those that are uh, disabled in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was just thinking that uh, the uh, title of uh, of uh, Greg Abbott's memoir is "Broken but Unbowed," which is a bow to a poem by William Henley uh, called Invictus, which is Latin for un, undefeated. Um, and uh, uh, as a young person, I uh, really uh, adored that poem and <laughs> memorized it. So uh, so I know what he was referring to as he, uh, uh, as he quoted it in his title. Uh, do you know the poem? I I, I remember uh, I remember reading the poem. I just can't remember. Um, it's a long poem, right? Is it a long poem? It's not. No, it's not terribly long. It, uh, uh, it, I, I don't mean it's an epic, but it's a uh, you know it's a. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm trying to think. There was a there was a movie called In, uh, Invictus, and I think uh, or maybe they 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 took excerpts. From that, I, I'm trying to think. I, I no, I don't know it. I, I should say I don't know. But do you, you have you memorized it? Yeah, I have. I can quote you the first few lines. Maybe uh, out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole, oh, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell in the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced or cried aloud. In the dark bludgeonings of chance my head is bloody but unbowed and it goes on from there a few more verses it's really quite short yeah i've heard the poem yeah that's for sure i remember reading it but yeah no that is uh, uh that's interesting that it made such an impression on you uh in a uh, as a young woman uh, why do you think that poem made a, a, an impression on you as a young woman uh i think because uh, as a family, we had lived through one <laughs> one hardship after another and came out uh, united, a loving family, and unbowed. And, uh, uh, and my father uh, came back from the war wounded and dying, uh, actually, because his stomach wound would not heal. Uh, and uh, he lasted 10 years after the war. And in that in that time, and I've I've spoken about this in the past. Well, starvation, right? In that right? time, he took a uh, he had a, a a degree in engineering, and he went back to school and got himself a degree in the humanities and a doctorate of education, and became the president of a small junior college, which he brought from near bankruptcy. Back into the red, into the black, uh, and uh, and then he died of starvation. Uh, his heart failed because it was not getting proper nutrients. He just simply couldn't digest his food. So he died at 50. And uh, speaking of somebody who was uh, struggling but never uh, never bowed by the things that were happening to him, he was the epitome of that. And I think that was. Um, that was why I had those examples of my parents and their struggle uh, as uh, as models for my own behavior. Beautiful, actually. A beautiful thought there. Um, 
Wow. Wow. And uh, well, I think that's where the comparisons of you and Abbott end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, if he, uh, he, you know, in the, the love of the poem, right? Uh, it might be where you, you and Abbott um, uh, meet, but, uh, but there's not much more. Do you see yourself uh, connecting with him in any other way other than that? <laughs> well, of course, I have not had to confront physical problems the way he has. Right. Uh, although just lately, I have the uh, uh, going to have York. to have these uh, vertebrae fused, probably, so, uh, so that I can have the strength back in my legs, um, which are collapsing under me uh, from time to time. Um, but generally, I can get around all right on my two legs. I'm not. Uh, uh, paralyzed the way the way poor Abbott is. Yeah. So uh, so I really cannot claim uh, that kind of <laughs> parallel with him. I, um, I've just the usual life yeah. life struggles, I think, uh, have inspired me to uh, to love that poem. Yeah. I've got to say, you gave a very uh, a very straight down the line. Uh, take and uh, bio on Greg Abbott. Uh, I thought that was uh, very fair, uh, you know, and we know how uh, anybody who listens and myself, of course, co-hosting with you, I know exactly how you feel about Greg Abbott. And, uh, but you, you, uh, you, you laid it out as, as, as well and as unbiased as, uh, as one could. I mean, you, uh, you know, you, you kind of gave a blow by blow and if uh, if someone from the right is listening, which I don't know how many uh, of them are, but if somebody from the right, they would say, "Yeah, well, what's wrong with that? Uh, all those, all all those <laughs> things that you said, or what? Yes, what the exactly. Right you know, I mean, that's what they believe. Um, so I don't think anybody would, you know, would would think that you were disparaging them. You're laying out uh, exactly uh, what what he's he's saying his positions are, and um, you know, and and again, you. You know, it's going to come down to uh, ideology. Uh, this uh, this race will, and you know, maybe some personalities. Maybe there's some maybe there's some people that uh, that want to see a change, and they'll see Beto O'Rourke not as a flaming liberal because he's really not. Let's face no. it. No, he's mm -hmm. he's really kind of a moderate, and um, obviously he has to have a. Um, he has to have a left leaning or he's not going to get the support of of national Dems like he like he needs to. But they should understand the the people that uh, that would be supporting from outside uh, should understand that uh, there's only as far there's only so far he can go um, to the left and and still have any chance in uh, in Texas. Yeah, well, as you say, I don't think his heart is in the far left either. No, uh, no, it's not. Uh, for on the matter of guns, I don't think he wants to take guns away from anybody. Uh, he, uh, I think he would like to take assault rifles away. Uh, and I think that's an intelligent uh, thing to do because uh, we do not need weapons of war on the streets of Texas or anywhere else in the country. But uh, small arms uh, for self-defense and that kind of, and rifles for hunting, uh, I think uh, Beto is perfectly in uh, in favor of people having that. And I know he has been a hunter himself. So, 
uh, so there you are. Yeah, I mean, he owns a gun. Middle of the road position. <laughs> he owns a gun, right? He uh, he probably owns guns. As oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah, just about everybody does. <laughs> I go into people's homes and they'll they'll have a gun cabinet full of rifles, and, and I'm sure there's a uh, a pistol in the uh, night table next to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I, I've, I'm not I'm not against banning guns per se. Certainly, uh, assault weapons. I I don't know why you need an Uzi to shoot a deer. Um, you know, I'm one of those people. You know, like I don't know why you need an AK-47 to uh, to shoot a uh, a duck. Um, and you know, so I, I don't I don't understand those things. Uh, but the same at the same time, I never wanted to have a gun in uh, in my house. I had four children, and I've heard too many nightmares. Uh, stories, uh, you know, come about where, and again, I by no means do I think others should follow my uh, my lead on that. I mean, that's uh, completely up to uh, that's uh, completely up to the individual how they feel about it. But uh, right. there are far too many um, uh, intentional shootings coming from eighteen-year-olds uh, where they're yeah. wiping out children younger than them. Yes, exactly. I mean, they're playing. Uh, and, and little boys, especially little boys, uh, want guns to play with, they, to put toy guns, and they don't make a distinction between a toy gun and the real thing. So when they find that pistol in the uh, night table, they're apt to take it and use it, uh, not really knowing what they're doing. You know, I uh, I, I remember one thing, and I know this uh, our discussion here isn't about guns, it's about Abbott, but uh, I'll just give you an example uh, New York, uh, you know, I was uh, the state chair for many years of the Independence Party, which is, you know, there's a left-right-center coalition in there, but, uh, you know, we're, we're centrist, you know, we're uh, moderates and, you know, that type of thing. But I went walking, um, you know, door-to-door in the different areas just to kind of get to know uh, people, 62 counties, 62 cities, 932 towns, and you have rural, urban, and suburban all mixed in there. And I was in an urban area. It was in the projects in, in the South Bronx. And I was uh, there with a, a man from the African-American community. We were knocking on doors, um, meeting with people. And he was, he was in his uh, 50s, and he had a, uh, you know, he had a past. He, uh, he rehabbed himself out of, uh, out of um, uh, a drug problem, and he had done some time in jail. Uh, but there was a young woman, and she, you know, she said right off the bat, she's a single mother, and we were talking to her. And she had a, a, a little boy with her, and uh, and the the man I was with, and he was in his fifties at the time. Maybe this is twenty years ago for me. And he he made his finger like a gun, and he says, "Hey, you!" And he was playing like guns. And she jumped up and she said, "Oh no, no!" She said, uh, uh, I, "I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but uh, no guns here. Not playing. Not out of fingers. Not out of." Uh, not out of water. I don't care if they shoot water. We don't. We, we don't. We don't find any joy in guns here. And I don't. Mm-hmm. Want him, you know. And she corrected us. And by the way, I wasn't foolish enough to point my fingers at a little kid as guns. But you know, she was in a high crime area where there was a lot of gang activity. And, yeah. Uh-huh. And she did not want uh, her son thinking about guns. She didn't want them thinking they were playful, fun, or whatever. So right. it depends exactly. on the geography. On, on where you're going to get that. That would have been quite right. fine in, in many places in Texas to, to have that kind of uh, uh, a playful uh, banter with a, with a young boy, but, uh, but not mm-hmm. there. 
Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, of course, it, as you say, it depends on your geography and as a uh, as a child. Um, I lived in wild areas where there were varmints out there. <laughs> there were coyotes. There were, as we call them, coyotes. Yep. Uh, packs of coyotes who would come right up under the, the kitchen windows and howl at night. And uh, uh, and there were occasional lynxes and uh, and mountain lions who would pass wow. pass through. And this situation extended to uh, my mother's farm in southern Missouri. Uh, she, uh, as a uh, librarian at a small college there, uh, Crowder College, uh, she bought property, which was mainly forested, 81 acres of it. And uh, she had a mountain lion come by uh, looking. She, uh, she owned goats. She milked goats rather than cows because she preferred uh, goats stepping on her feet to cows doing so but but in any case a um, she had them she locked them all up in the barn every night and and good for her because there was a mountain lion came around leaving his pug marks uh, all the way around looking for an entrance to get those goats and a wolf came by and killed one of her dogs and so on so she needed the yeah. she needed a gun no to it. protect her uh, her livestock uh, so it really depends on where you are whether you need one of those or not so yeah uh, well listen it's uh, it's interesting it's going to be an interesting election um i look i, I know you have an uphill battle um final word on on greg abbott we talked quite a bit about uh, uh beto um, uh, your your thoughts on Greg Abbott and and what's going to happen after the first week of November to his career? Yeah, well, I think that he will win, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, because there are enough uh, Texans who want to maintain the status quo, um, and enough are right wing um, Trumpers, really, uh, who voted for Trump uh, both times and would. Uh, like to see him in again, and uh, as far as all this nonsense about cr criminal behavior and so on, uh, they just pass over that. They don't care. Uh, so I'm a bit pessimistic. Uh, I'm praying for the opposite, but uh, but fear um, what I am afraid I'm going to see, namely the uh, the triumph of the right in Texas. Oh, Doc, Not a real big triumph, mind you. I think it's going to be a squeaker, but but I think it will win. Uh, let's see how it plays out. You don't know until it's over. The one thing I, I've always maintained in politics, I heard it early on, um, but if you don't like the way things are going in politics, just wait. In 10 minutes, everything can be completely different. <laughs> and we'll see what our conversations are like the Monday following the election. In, uh, yes, in, in right, right. So anyway, Doc, um, Take care of yourself, and uh, and uh, well, you too. I look forward to uh, to speaking uh, next week, uh, and and to everyone out there. Uh, get well, actually, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's going to be next week, but it's going to be later on in the week right. because uh, I'm just coming back from a, a conference in Oklahoma City, and, and so I'll be uh, uh, I'll be worn out from uh, marketing my memoir yeah. and. Uh, talking to all the friends that I haven't seen for a long time. Well, it'll be nice to talk about that memoir when it's... Uh
when it's uh, when it's ready to go. Uh, Doc, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Frank. And to everyone out there, we know you have a lot of choices, a lot of options. Uh, we thank you for tuning in to to hear us. Uh, Frank McKay signing off for Florence Weinberg, and we'll see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show. <laughs>